Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. What up, Aaron? And this week we are going to do... Oh, this week? We've already done one this week. Yeah, this, this is, is listeners. A, yeah, this is all you this guys. This is fan service. Absolutely. I um, didn't even want to do it. Jim's like, we got all this listener mail, and I'm like, what are they going to do? Not yeah. listen to Breaking Good? They got a year to forget about what dicks we are. <laughs> and there's no way I can respond to all of it, you know? Yeah, but he, so. he, he slapped me around a little bit and drug me to the table. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pull, pulling through for you listeners. Uh, so we have just a ton of feedback today. Do we have any news that we want to do? Nah, not really. No, not promote our podcasting schedule. We'll do that. Oh, we'll I guess we can. Next week. I guess we can. But I don't still think we, uh, it's still under hot debate. Because mm-hmm. here's the deal, listeners. I can get a Monday. Um, that, well, let's just have our debate. I want to do The Walking Dead as just an instant cast all the time. Because uh, I don't think it's got the kind of in-depth analysis. It's more just... You know, I think you'll find that people do want the in-depth analysis even on that show. No. And that some people – some of the podcasts out there bring it. Like, um, Well, I'm prepared to bring a full freaking recap right after the show. I am totally unprepared to do because that. Because I can I, do that. I, the, my outlines are three words long, man. No, I get that. But the problem with that is that I don't have any time to think about it. And we got called out um, by a listener – uh, saying, hey, your instant reviews missed the boat on something. And I think we talked about that last week. I think listeners like kicking us in the balls, honestly. <laughs> if we were perfect, they would be like, eh, nothing to talk about. But also a lot of listeners rely on us to kind of bring up points that they hadn't thought about. Apparently our robot, our, our listeners are a robot answering device. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's how we get so many. Does not compute. That would explain a hell of a lot. Yeah. The volume of email we get. It's just, it's a it's spam robots. service. Yeah, sending it in. It's an Eliza machine. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You don't? No. Oh, well. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, so I want to do more of an instant cast. Um, if we do the typical wait 24 hours and record, I can do Mondays, but only every other Monday. I just think it's going to be too hard. No, I, my suggestion was we release Tuesday. Um, we could have some better production values on the thing. We production values. We could actually have something intelligent to speak about. <laughs> Intelligence, you know. come on. That's Those your, little foundational elements of a podcast. You're the smart one. I don't care about the intelligence. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what the listeners care about. Write in and let us know what you think. Or or don't write in. We get so much email now that we well, don't no, want it anymore. We're starting it's a new scary. show, so we're back to begging mode. Uh, we are. We are. Send yeah. it to uh, Watching Dead mm-hmm. at BaldMove.com. Or The Watching Dead. Either or one. the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll set it up to make it easy peasy. Send it to whatever you want. Yeah. Any account at BaldMove.com goes directly to us. Right. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's true. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is possible. Um, anyway. Okay, let's get into listener feedback. All right. Charlie from Montreal um said what was extracting ammonium nitrate from the instant cold packs nitrates are very volatile due to the large amount of energy contained in the bonds of molecular nitrogen other famous nitrates include potassium nitrate uh, aka saltpeter the key ingredient in gunpowder and sodium nitrate used in solid rocket propellants all these things very energy dense i'm noticing Uh, yes yeah Ammonium nitrate is a very common component used in bombs due to its easy commercial availability because it's also used in fertilizer. Walt most likely mixed it with commercially available fuel oil to make what's known as an ANFO bomb, which is most famously used by Timothy McVeigh to destroy the Oklahoma City Federal Building in 1995. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. He also says that he probably is on several terrorist watch lists because he sent Uh, this email. uh, Yeah, probably. So have fun flying next time (laughs) to the United States, Charlie. Yeah, hope you're not going to (laughs) Comic-Con. Tell them your friends are breaking good. They'll let you right in. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> You'll be banned. You'll be brought to the back room. Yeah, for some special probing. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, so that's kind of cool. I mean, have you ever seen the movie Vertical Limit? No. With uh, Chris O'Donnell, I think it was. No. <laughs> Horrible. Terrible movie. Uh, I think it was Vertical Limit. Yeah. But they have a whole, like, mountainside covered in nitroglycerin. And they're, they're transporting these nitroglycerin uh, backpacks around. Did you say the whole mountainside is covered in nitroglycerin? Well, they've got a shack with a bunch of nitro in it. Okay. Um, near, near a cliffside, and okay. it causes avalanches. And they're, they're transporting it on their backs, climbing right. around with it. Okay. This stuff is very volatile. Sure. So, like, I could see why Hank or why Walt was handling the bomb so carefully, if that's the case, you know? Well, that could go off at any moment. Man, I don't know if it's that unstable. Well, at least the nitroglycerin they were working with. This is um, ammonium nitrate. In that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you listening to the Yeah, to, but it's nitrogen-based. It's, it's roughly the same, you know. Is it? I'm not sure. a chemist. Uh, neither am I. So I just know, like, you can eat it and it prevents a heart attack. <laughs> or blows it you up. It explodes the plaque from the valves in your heart. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to ask Dr. Barry about the medical efficacy of that. Next email. Uh, professional podcast critic Daniel W.B., uh, said, Walt's crimes pale in comparison to Henry Hill's in Goodfellas. That's a good point because I mentioned that Henry Hill was able to take witness protection. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, that he killed people and this and that. But Walt's killed a hell of a lot more people and probably moved a yeah. hell of a lot more drugs. Yeah, he's now a terrorist. And he's now a an honest-to-God domestic terrorist. So yeah. he's got me there. Uh, he said, also, the problem with Walt's uh, Walter White turning state's evidence is that he would need to do it before Hank makes his case on Gus. Yeah, he's got to do it soon. Or else it's like, uh, you can't really <laughs> help our case. We've got it. Yeah. So maybe that would be a problem with him uh, going to the DEA and throwing himself at their mercy. I still think he should try it over blowing people up. Well, the thing is, if he tries it and it fails, he only gets one shot at it, you know? Yeah. So he either needs to come with some serious info, which he's got. Mm-hmm. But now he's got it on a dead guy, so what do they even care? You know, He's the fall guy now. Well, we're going to talk more about that, as you can imagine, later. Oh, okay. Uh, Chance says uh, sh- they think uh, – Chance is a boy's name, right? Or a girl's name. I don't is know. it? I think Chance is a boy's name, yeah. Yeah. Chance uh, – the manly Chance says Mike will remain in absentia until next season to return as Walt or Jesse's muscle. Very popular theory. Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening. I think he's going to kick Walt in the nuts uh-huh. and then give him his hand to help him up. That's going nah, to be the first scene. I think he might join with Jesse, honestly, at this point. Mm, yeah, but I think Jesse's in tight with Walt now. So it would be Until, the same. I, I just rewatched the end scene of Face Off mm-hmm. um, where they're talking on the rooftop. Right. And I will be shocked if Jesse doesn't put two and two together there. Oh. With the berries and the plant. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. Because no. Mr. Well, Mr. White is taking... You're stepping on a listener's toes, man. Am I? They're All right, rinsing. sorry. I'll let it go. Uh, James from Toronto. Uh, the idea I had for you guys is... Oh, okay. I forgot about this. He actually had an idea for a fan experience. Uh, he said, the idea I have is for an interactive fan game similar to the prediction competition you two have against each other. Uh, who won that, by the way? We will find out in the wrap-up episode next week. Ah, uh, if something already exists, uh, skip, skip, skip. Two basic ideas how it works. You can have it so users agree or disagree through predictions you guys make and get points when they hit and miss. Or after reading the emails and other reviews theories, uh, you can take some of the most popular predictions and make those available for people to select. You could incorporate your recent idea of getting more points for the earlier you make the prediction. I know there's not much time left in a season, but even if this is up sometime before next pe- season, people could predict for the whole season, even up to finale. So I guess it's kind of like a Vegas uh, betting board where you've got all these futures. 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you go to Super Bowl, odds of this player scoring the first touchdown and odds of this, and you get more points the earlier you make. Um, interestingly enough, Jim and I are both programmers by trade. Oh, yeah. So it's entirely within our power to <laughs> make something like this happen. I just wonder how interested would the users be in participating in a game of this sorts and what kind of prizes should we have and what kind of bragging rights would you get? Because I, I think it sounds mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, and this is something we could even expand to our other shows when we do other podcasts. Certainly, you know? yeah. certainly. So, so it sounds pretty cool. Let us know what you think about that. And thanks for the idea, James for Toronto. Be looking in your mail for a non-disclosure <laughs> and uh, giving up all rights for profitability <laughs> of your design idea in your mailbox in the future. Uh, sure. Uh, Diana says, uh, I think Gus thought of the confrontation with Hector at the hospital, uh, that he exposed Jesse as the one who killed Hector's grandson. Plus, Hector knows about Walt and Jesse using poison. He could still have had uh, help or an inside man with Gus. It could be that it's not ricin. Oh, I shouldn't say that these are all... Theories on Brock's poisoning. Before the face-off came out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Before the latest episode. It could be that it's not ricin, but some other poison. Diana, you hit it right on. Saul could still have taken the ricin from Jesse because Walter would not have left that as a loosen in case Jesse decided to use it against Walter's family. Since Walt is already convinced that Jesse's not going to use it on Gus, so Gus could be going back to Jesse to tell him that it is Hector. Just a theory. Um, I think the Hector is still a player there. You were so close to nailing everything. Yeah. If you just not made Hector the poisoner and he'd be the exploder, you'd have been right on there. Yep. Still, I think that was the most accurate of all the emails we got, like summation overall. Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Barry Goodman, proprietor of Madrigal Electromotive, wrote us a, cu- a couple notes. Uh, yeah. He thinks Mike will team up with Walt because they have one special thing in common, their dedication and concern for Jesse. Mike mm-hmm. knows how much Walt cares about Jesse. At the end of the second season, Mike drives Walter to the drug house Jesse ran off with. Despite offering to take care of getting Jesse out of this dangerous situation, Walt insisted on doing it himself. That and being outsmarted on the Gale sequence gives Mike a lot of respect for Walt. Yeah, I can see there's a lo- there's basis for professional respect there. I think mm-hmm. you really impressed him with the corpse disposal method too. Um, he, number four, or uh, he also had uh, what might what might EPA guy be called on? I think we decided his name is Randy. What might the EPA oh, guy it- be called upon in the final episode? No, I just made that up. Oh, I called him redheaded EPA. <laughs> uh, Randy, Reepa, Reepa, <laughs> Kelly Reepa. <laughs> Uh, well, who did Mulder call upon when he was uh, stumped? And he linked to a picture of the lone gunman. And I guess there is a passing resemblance to from Randy to one of the lone gunmen from the X-Files. Uh, I don't remember what they look like. They're very geeky. But anyway. And oh, I lost... oh, the guys in the trailer who they always went to for like yeah, crazy like superstitious stuff? Yeah, yeah conspiracy yeah. theory stuff. Okay. So, um... Dustin from K- KY, Dustin from Kentucky. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I thought it could be totally wrong, but I believe uh, that four prominent roles will be killed off in the season finale. Mm. Tio, ding. Yeah. Tyrus, ding. Gomez, mm. Gus, ding. Three for four ain't bad, wow, buddy. Wow, pretty good. I think that Gus will kill Tio in this episode, which will end the storyline between the two, but start up another with the cartel and his sister in Chile. Just flip, so flip them a little bit, but. If you'd flipped the script on that, you'd have been you'd have been dead on. Yep. Mark M uh, says deaths and face off in order of happening: Tuvok, then Gus, then Saul, with or without Huel. I think it's can pretty we much, argue about who died first, Tuvok yeah, or Gus? You, you have to you know 
measure it in plank time probably. Just see who's but... standing closest to Tio when it goes off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says uh, he thinks that uh, Saul would have been, will be coldly executed by Walt at the end of face-off to help cover the fact oh. that Walt helped him uh, poison Brock and Walt can't risk it getting back to Jesse. Mm, Might have been yeah. a smart move for Walt to do. Possibly. But... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he kills, wants to kill Saul because Saul's helped him out of a lot of jams. That's true, but he's saying that basically Saul's usefulness has been over. He already has to disappear if he needs him now. Mm-hmm. He already has got the money laundering car wash set up. You know. But Yeah, I just don't know if he could have predicted using him in any of the situations he already has. True. So I, and obviously he didn't unwise. kill the man. Yeah, and he's trustworthy, so he hasn't told anybody. He's probably not going to. Uh, Sam from Switzerland uh, says, my prediction is that Brock will not be poisoned with the ricin capsule, but with a poison Walter concocted from the plant he was looking at in the uh-huh. kitchen. Oh! On the nose. Hopefully a mild one that won't kill the poor kid. Again on the nose. Yep. Um, my guess is that Walter hatched his plan to flip Jesse against Gus, and the only way it was to pretend Gus was the one that would kill, be willing to kill kids. So, uh, is this guy's name Villigan? <laughs> Did Vince write in? Yes, Vince, say, come on. <laughs> it's not fair to compete on a fan yeah, cast. He's, he's got your insider. Stay in your lane. if we start this contest, he's going to win it. Yeah. So. <laughs> he said, by the way, this makes at least the fourth poison we see on the show. Uh, Walter was holding rat poison when thinking about how to kill Crazy 8 in Season 2. Hmm. The rice in this season, and also the spiked uh, tequila for... Uh, mm-hmm. Don Eladio and his capos. And the burrito. And, yep. He said the last two were just a red herring to misdirect us. Hmm. So. Okay. Wow, anyway. pretty good. Pretty good uh, and the listeners, The listeners are on it. Now, I deleted a whole bunch of email that they were completely off or on the Gus poison <laughs> because uh-huh. I didn't want to humiliate anybody. But uh, Tom And from- now we'll read a list of their names. <laughs> <laughs> uh the yeah the disgraced 50 uh tom in west virginia i have a feeling gus dies in a really busy episode if that's true and gus does not have a chance to take any hector take the hector subplot to its finality uh i'll be disappointed well you must have been really appointed yeah because (laughs) gus died and tied up the hector subplot in one fell swoop yep um, he said, unless resolved before Gus buys it, the look at me theme, which has been significant intriguing, would have not have been fully explained. Um, yeah, they didn't really explain what the significance of, of that was, but it did have a nice payoff. So definitely. Do you yeah. think they'll, there's a lot of speculation. You know what? I think I'm stepping on the listener's toes. Oh, so shame this on is you. your guys' show. So, yep. Uh, Jay Buck, uh, our formerly meth addicted friend says when Walt was smoking cigs with Jesse at that one time, he could have identified what packs of cigs. That he smoked. He's giving theories about why Walt was responsible. Yeah, this is very good because I didn't – I was trying to make sense of that scene when it happened um, and why he'd be doing that. I thought maybe he was playing Gus. Um, I think he was a little bit, but, yeah, he was definitely checking on what brand. I don't think he was doing it deliberately. I think it just – he used that knowledge later on because he didn't know he was going to poison Brock four episodes ago. He didn't come up with that until he flipped the gun around, I don't think. When he spun the gun, I'm convinced is when he came up with the idea. I don't think he came up with it then. I think he he decided to use it then. He decided to put it into action. Well, I think he had been plotting it and like as a scenario, but I, then just decided when he spun the gun. I would fight you and dig into the interior argument apart, but it's a listener show. So. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, uh, number two, you've seen what Walt can do when he's put into the corner. Hello, Gail. Like baby. 
And I'm going to let Jay Buck destroy your argument. He says, Walt definitely had a eureka moment when he was spinning the gun and it pointed to the plant. We've all seen the look on his face. We know how Walt is. He always figures things out when he is left with no choice, which makes me think that the plant that the gun pointed to reminded him of some sort of folksy type remedy that he knows, which he could invade into Brock's system uh, via Mm -hmm. Huel or I can't believe I did that via meat eating man switching packs for the illusion of it being missing. Uh, or Walt saying that Tyrus probably took it, or excuse me, Tuvok probably took it. Therefore, Gus is behind it. But the remedy would not kill Brock uh, by giving ricin-like symptoms. Again, yeah. very eerily accurate. Super accurate. He also said uh, Walt made it too easy for Jesse to pick up the gun at his house by leaving it there for him to pick up, which makes me believe it wasn't loaded. Mm-hmm. I, as a person who has handled guns, and I know Jesse is also a person holding guns, there's a huge difference between the weight of a gun with bullets and the weight of a gun that doesn't have bullets. So I would think Jesse would probably realize, and especially with the revolver when you hold it up, you could actually see the empty chambers. Mm-hmm. So... I, that's the one thing I have a problem with there, Jay Buck. Yeah, I wonder if you could actually go back because they have a pretty much straight-on shot of that, don't they? Yeah, you'd probably be able to see the bullets in the chamber. Yeah, that'd be interesting in to take a look at. Kyle says, for the past two weeks, I've been consu- I've, I have, will have consumed an incredible amount of Breaking Bad, watching the first four seasons all the way through. Um, you need to swallow some activated charcoal and get to the emergency <laughs> room immediately before you have a Breaking Bad overdose, my friend. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks to this awesome podcast, I've been hyper-vigilant. Vig- vig- Ventilating? I've been hyper-vigilant, uh, waiting, uh, watching for colors and coffee and uh, colors of people's clothes in the current fourth season. As I've watched these past few episodes, I've asked myself if I could have handled waiting over a year between Jesse shooting Gale and the beginning of season four. I asked uh-huh. this respectfully. Are you jealous that I was able to fast-forward 13 months with the click of a button as compared to having to wait like the rest of the world? Or was processing the events of Season 3 something worth waiting for? I have a confession. As do I. I did not watch Breaking Bad until this spring. Yep, me too. <laughs> and I pounded through all three seasons. Yeah, so, so it was really like uh, three to six months, somewhere yeah, in there, yeah. that I had to wait. Yeah. So not the big 13-month wait that everybody else got. Although, I am not looking forward to this long gap between 3 and 4. Or between 4 and 5, rather. And there, I've, I've had some painful gaps. Right now, I'm enduring one for Mad Men. Yeah. That has been over, will have been over a year. I'm mm-hmm. enduring one for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I wouldn't say I'm enduring wa- The Walking Dead, because I like the show, but I'm not, like, on pins and needles to find out what happens about it. Oh, you so, will be after this season. You know, and then some of my... More form, you know, some of my brightest childhood memories are the long gap between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I don't think huh. there's anything ever in my life to compare to how consumed I was with finding out something. <laughs> You're not going to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, there could be some listeners that haven't. We haven't don't see it. In yeah. a spoiler section, I'll let you know what happens right. in Empire Strikes Back. Um, so that's, I, you'd have to ask some of our other listeners about how bad it sucked to wait more than a year to get, get the solution to that. The Everbold John P in regards to dogs smelling meth. He says, I don't know how well dogs find meth specifically. However, in season three's the fly. There's a point where it shows that the lab is pretty airtight. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So unless the dogs would not be able to, and they have a sophisticated ventilation system, the dogs wouldn't have much to go on. That's true. I'm just wondering how they get the meth out. Do they ever show that? Well, they have like there's two, they, they got the staircase, but they also have mm-hmm. the freight elevator. Yeah, they have the freight elevator. I assume it goes out that way, 
Because the, um, the, the staircase goes to the trap door where the dogs are sniffing around. Okay. And I doubt any meth goes out that way. Oh, certainly not. Yeah. So, um, I wonder how they hide the freight elevator. Ah, that's a good question. I guess we'll never find out. No, it's been blown up. It's been blown up and incinerated. Um, regarding Jesse and Walt's confrontation in times versus their confrontation in season two's down, I just randomly threw on season four's uh, season four episode. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> season two, episode four down uh, on Netflix last night and noticed a few things. One, I believe there are only two times Jesse has ever seen at the White's household. These are the only two times. Two, in both Jesse's in a dire situation, desperately seeking Walt despite warnings and better judgment. Three, Jesse puts Walt in a position in which he, Jesse, could kill Walt, gunpoint versus post-fight strangle. Four, in both, Walt tells Jesse to do it, i.e. kill him. Bonus, these are also the only two episodes in which Skylar smokes. Hmm. I'm making the, oh my god, I can't believe it face. Um, I don't remember Walt telling him to do it in that episode. In that that episode, which one was this? Season four, fight. season two, episode four. When he can't, uh, yeah, I don't. I remember there was one where Tuco drove him, like made him drive to Walt's house and pick Walt up. Right. That, yeah, maybe he that took would... him out to the desert. Is that when? Because they didn't do anything then. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to write in, or we can go watch it later. Yeah. But... So anyway, but the, the two episodes is. The only two times that they threaten each other's lives are the only time the scholar smoked, which threatened her life. So it all comes together. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, all right. Moving on to the face-off feedback. Oh, man. There's a lot of it. Uh, Dave M. from Pennsylvania says, you talked about loose ends, and I think you covered them all except one. Madrigal electric motive. Sure. Dr. Barry, you're a loose end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Expect a knock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know next to nothing about this company. I can't see the show not having them be a part of season five. I'm sure Hank will investigate Gus, even though he is dead. He will find a charred lab and continue to look in Madrigal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh, well, the other loose end that I didn't think about is uh, Jesse knows that no one was poisoned with that ricin. So where did it go? That's a loose end that Jesse has to deal with because uh, right now he has no idea where it is. Yeah, that's that is a good point. That's another reason I think he's gonna make the make connection. the connection. Like where the hell? Where did this rice and cigarette go? Yeah. Um, he said, "What about all the German references? Madrigal, as we know, is a German company. Mike's last name is a German name. Saul uses Luxembourg as the place where Ted's relative was from, uh, which is in Germany. Marie, Hank tells Marie this isn't Nazi Germany in End Times." <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, he says there's more German reference, but he can't remember them all. I don't know if it means anything, but everything is in a show for a reason. Um, I don't know that I believe that. I used to believe that until I started reading these Vince Gilligan interviews where he's basically saying, we had the first season really tightly scripted out, the second one mostly, but we've been winging it ever since then. Hmm. And we were shooting season four before we figured out how season four would end. Yeah, yeah. So I do think they're very skillful at taking things in the past as hooks and mm-hmm. building stuff on it. But as far as having like everything right now pointing towards something in the future, I have mm-hmm. I don't think they know. Yeah, I think I think you got it right. It's just them uh, like sort of retconning things, or not yes. retconning, but reusing, recycling. Yeah, yeah. There, there was this theme back in the past that they went with, and it didn't really mean anything back then. But now we can make it. Yep. Mean something. Yep. Um. I think there's an inside guy in the DEA. I do too. How much? Uh, how else? 
did Mike know so much? The only other way is if someone bugged the DEA office. Gomez. I'm um, calling him out. I think Merkit is the one. Nah, Gomez. Did you see the thing it's I posted on Facebook? Um, okay, do you remember when Hank gave that big soliloquy about why I think Gus is dirty to Hank and Go- uh, to Gomez and Merkit? Sure. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he, po- he points to his picture. Instead of just using his finger, he points to his cane. And when it shows this scene in shot, his cane is actually split into four pointer things. Uh-huh. And two of the pointer things, one of them is pointing at Gus, <laughs> and one of them is pointing at Merkert. Okay. And it's a picture of Gus handing Merkert a big paycheck. Really? And it's made out to the pay to, says, don't meth with us. You're kidding. Which, this obviously, is this is all anti-drug message, but it also mm-hmm. have a double meaning. Don't meth with us. We're in a group. Mm-hmm. Hank's inadvertently pointing out that both of them are guilty. Uh-huh. And also the symbology of, of, of Gus handing a giant paycheck <laughs> to Murphy. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, did, did you notice this, or was this a Reddit thing? This was, I think, pointed out by one of the listeners, and then I also found the image on Reddit. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, obviously Jim is a big fan of Facebook page. Yeah, oh, I go there all the time. It's my territory. You stay yeah, off of I it. I eat it up. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? I predicted a couple weeks ago that Walt would build a lab under the car wash, and I'm certain that this will happen. The car wash is so prominently featured, mm-hmm. especially before the, since before they bought it. I'm also sure that Jesse will cook for with or for Walt, at least in the beginning. It will be hysterical if there are scenes of Jesse coming to work and having to interact with Skylar before he heads downstairs. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, it's so, also a good time to get uh, Jesse and Walt Jr. together. Yeah, no, that would be very cool. And I could totally see that happening because he needs somewhere to cook now. Right. Uh, what if Eyebrows comes back with his own EPA guy or that's, something? That's, oh, that, that's man. stepping on listener toes, man. Oh, sorry, man. Um, they think of everything. I what know. can I do? I'm not sure how the writers will handle Skylar being okay with the lab under the car wash, but we'll get there. They'll get there, or maybe somehow Walt is able to build and operate without our knowledge. Doubt that. She's too smart mm, yeah. and nosy. Uh, I think Mike will work for Ma- oh, I think Mike, Mike will Mike will wiffle waffle. Mike will work for Walt. Uh, what other good option does he have for muscle? Gus paid him well, and so will Walt. Um, that he'll need Mike and his goons for sure. Well, he needs to get some money before then. Also, Mike will help Walt set up with the, all the dealers that Gus dealt with, which would, I guess, mm. answer the trafficking problem. Yeah. He says, I just don't see 16 episodes of Walt just being a huge mess, meth distributor. There has to be much more. Uh, what about Ted? What about Madrigal? Cancer to DA, Hank, Gomez, Merkit, Gray Matter. That's interesting. He's right. Let, let's talk real quick about Mike coming back. Okay. Because um, if, if Mike does come back and Mike teams up with Jesse or Walt or either of them, whatever – he knows where all the drops are, so they can just continue to make meth drops at the usual drop spots. No That's one will true. know the difference. That's true. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, they get the the, the pay. It's the distribution is going to be tr- tricky exactly. without the chicken trucks. But there's a listener's got an idea for that. Well, when they do the drops, don't they drop meth into the drops? I assume. Why would they have the barrels full of chicken batter filled with meth if they did that? I thought that's just to pick up the money. Oh, I thought that was to plus, transport it. Plus, for DEA purposes, if you're just going to pick up a random you know, money in the desert that someone left behind yeah. and there's no drugs dropped there ever, mm-hmm. it's a nice little separation. Oh, uh, good point. Uh, he also says the cartel, you know, I'm sure even though there's a dozen capos dead, that doesn't mean the cartels is going to go away. There's probably going to be a power struggle and someone will yeah. take that over. Um, he thinks in the end that Skyler's going to leave town with Junior and Holly. 
Hank's going to be either killed by Mike or Walt. Walt will have no family, no friends, just his empire. He'll be rich, powerful, alone, and miserable. Hmm. He sees Jesse surviving and no longer cooking, using, or selling. He will get redemption and head off to a better life. If they kill off Jesse, I think it would be a mistake because the fans would hate it. The only thing I'd say is that Vince has got this karmic payback. And like it or not, Jesse's done a lot of bad things Mm -hmm. for bad reasons. And you could argue that he's paid for it by Jane being killed and maybe Brock being poisoned. But I bet there's some bad things coming for Pinkman. Maybe he doesn't die. But either he's going to die or Andrew's going to die or Brock's going to die. He can't have a truly happy ending unless Vince pulls his punches. I'm with you there. Uh, Jerry says, I thought it was funny that Gus in his last act was trying to be neat and proper, straightening his tie. Sure. Uh, True to character. Uh, I hope you start with the first season once next week's wrap-up show ends, even if we have to wait a while before we start recording up with the first season. Let us know so we can start watching all over again from the beginning. I think our plan is Walking Dead, mm-hmm. then Walking Dead Season 1, and there's only six episodes, and then... Yeah, it's very short, right? And then doing Breaking Bad from the beginning. Yeah, I think so. After You said Walking Dead Season 1. So, yeah, yeah after that, I think we're going to go back to Breaking Bad. So you'll probably be looking to hook up with us again sometime in January? Yeah. And yeah, we might so. bang, like during Christmas break, we might bang a bunch of them out at once or something. Well, we're Just talking sit about... around in our underwear, <laughs> watching and casting, casting and watching. Yeah. Or do like a much more abbreviated, like more instant reaction type recaps. Well, that's the thing. We're not going to have any listener feedback for that stuff unless we oh, kind of make it a rewatch scenario. I know, you know? that the, the I bet we will and the Walking Dead maybe like that, but I actually I actually kind of want when we do the Breaking Bad stuff to do like a freaking master level thesis delve into Breaking Bad and talk okay. about the whole like every single thing, research each episode, get all the yeah, like I I, I really want to make it kind of in depth. Oh. Overpromise and underdeliver <laughs> every time. Uh, Mike M. I knew it. I knew T.O. Hector would end up uh, assisting Walt and Jesse against Gus. I also came to understand what will ultimately take down Walton uh, Heisenberg, Walt slash Heisenberg, his ego. Walt became a criminal on par with Gus tonight, sending the little neighbor lady into peril, poisoning Brock, and blasting mm-hmm. an old folks home. Yep. Yep. Gus had to kill Hector himself, even though he could have let others handle him. His ego is his downfall. So shall it be for Walt. Vanity is his only match now. He has questions. Why would Walt leave an incriminating plant at his house? That was a big question I had, too. But it's a common house plant. I would probably get rid of it. But why does he leave the tag? Why why leave the tag in it? So it's freaking obvious what it is. Well, how, how often does Pinkman come over to house anyway? Twice, apparently, as the other listener said. Yeah. <laughs> With guns, no less. So yeah. maybe it's not a smart idea. Uh, I, it's just not smart in general. What will happen when the DEA starts showing Penguin's picture around among the workers at the blown-up laundry? Do the workers not talk because of the earlier incident with the ladies helping Walt clean up? I, I don't know, and I'm pretty damn sure Villigan doesn't either. <laughs> probably, yeah. They'll probably address that, though, right. I would think, because they addressed the, the thing with the ricin uh, poisoning. Yeah, there there are a lot of hooks. I mean... Walt and Jesse both were quite conspicuous in the destruction of the lab. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone had to know that there was something weird going on there. Mm-hmm. So, um, Walt left the crawl space vent open. Easy for anyone investigating to check out and find the cache in the crawl space. I don't know. 
I leave my crawl space open sometimes. <laughs> Do you? It's got a it's got a, a flaky hinge, man. If I don't get it just right, it like falls open. So oh, I've been then the squirrels. Get yeah. It. So I've been yeah. taking like the propping up a cinder block against it just to make sure. Mm. Conspicuous. You got cash under the house? I tons, <laughs> man. Tons. I'm gonna go check it and out. Vacuum tomorrow. lock clothes. <laughs> Yeah, well, watch out for the crawl space cough. <laughs> They'll get you. <laughs> okay. You're coughing when I come home tomorrow, I know. Um, predictions. Walt is at zero cash again, so he needs to cook to complete his original goal of providing for his family. Yeah. Jesse, however, is flush. He is likely to be motivated to settle down with Andrea. And what? Andrea. Andrea and Brahawk. <laughs> uh, Walt will need Jesse. Uh, will Walt need Jesse to cook, or will he silence him because the DEA connects the laundry dots? Or will Jesse... Uh, or Jesse will learn of Brock and Jane. Walt and Jesse will need to become foes in the final season. That much we agree on. Here's here's my thing. I think if they're really going to do the karma thing, it's got to totally balance out, right? Good karma, bad karma. It's got to eventually... That's the way the universe is supposed to work, my friend. Balance. So I think what's going to happen, Jesse's going to find out about Jane. Jesse's going to find out about the poisoning of Brock. And he's going to spend all the money that he's made with drugs killing Walt. Like, constructing some master plan to kill Walt. Oh. And he'll, at the end of it, he'll be, he'll be Jesse Pinkman cooking chili pea. Like, he's going to go back to the original Jesse Pinkman. What? It's got to balance out, man. The karma. Oh, so he has to end exactly how exactly. he began. Or it's, if he's better or worse off, then the karma wasn't balanced. Yeah. But but Walt is so significantly worse off. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. he can like you know that's what's balancing yeah. oh, the scales. Okay. Yeah. Because you know Walt was a decent dude. He got ill used and then got cancer and all this stuff. So you can yeah. argue yes he's done horrible things, but horrible things were done to him. So maybe Jesse uses that as a karmatic karmatic springboard into a better mm-hmm. life. Okay. I like that too. I don't know why I bother gesturing on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have my hands in my pockets. I want to sit on my hands from here on out. No, that's too uncomfortable. Uh, Michael H. says, Everyone is wondering about Brock, that he'll wake up and say, Someone fed me berries. <laughs> uh, Walt is a chemist. He could have extracted the berry juice uh, and had someone squirt it into the kid's milkshake or cereal or something. The kid likely doesn't know what led to his getting ill. That's a good point. We talked about this in the last We did. That yeah. Saul feeds the dude candy. Now, uh-huh. that... And I'm not going to step on a listener's toes, but you got to wonder how was Saul, how, what, what level was Saul involved in all this? Sure. And one listener has an awesome speculation of how he could have helped out and not really known anything. Edge of my seat, man. Can't wait for it. <laughs> Tony B from the ABQ, uh, for him, Walt has definitely crossed the line now. You wanted Heisenberg back? Well, he's back. Walt finally outsmarted Gus, thus making himself the master. But by doing so, he had only replaced Gus with himself. What's the difference between what Walt did to Brock and what Gus has done? Nothing. Uh, yeah, I guess Walt felt like he needed to do it to protect his family and that he was reasonably sure that Brock wouldn't die. Eh, like I said last podcast, Walt's protecting himself now. Yeah, I mean, like I'm. this is a half-hearted defense for me because <laughs> okay. I'm pretty much rooting against Walt at this point. Yeah, me too. He says, Tony says, this is where I want the show to go in the next 16 episodes. We will see Walt slowly turn into a ruthless drug lord, just like Gus. Up until now, it's been easy to pull for Walt, but I wonder if now the writers will make us hate Walt so much that we, the viewers, will be glad when Jesse finally kills Walt. Jesse has to sooner or later find out what Walt did to both Brock and his girlfriend, and that's when Jesse will end Walt before the cancer does. 
He also has a thought about how Walter, or should I say Heisenberg, could have pulled off the poisoning of poor little Brock without Jesse's knowledge. And based on the Villigan saying that, yes, Huel, <clears throat> meat-eating man, did pick Jesse's pocket, this is my best guess. Off camera, Walt can, contacts or visits Saul and informs him of his plan to poison Gus, but he tells Saul that Jess, Jesse has the only poison cigarette. Walt, knowing how Saul is, whines that the only problem is how do I get the pack of cigarettes? Saul being Saul tells Walt, leave it to me. Just tell me what Jesse smokes. Uh, Saul calls Jesse over and over and over to get him to come to his office, which Jesse finally does. While patting down Jesse, the carnivore not only pulls Jesse's pack with one hand, but he also replaces the pack, the ricin pack with another open pack. This is how mm-hmm. Jesse still has a pack of cigarettes on him at his house when he gets to call about Brock. Remember, Jesse wasn't smoking. He was just twirling his lighter. Yeah. So Saul could have thought that he was trying to lift uh, rice in the poison Gus, who he could have been could have been fine with, and not, oh, you're going to poison a kid with this. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the $100,000 question for him is, will Walt, now that, he's surely, uh, now that he is surely Heisenberg, have the fuckitness to kill Hank if and when Hank has finally cornered him? Ooh, when that man. moment comes, will Heisenberg be able to kill his own brother-in-law? He has crossed the line with kids and elderly, so why not Hank? Hell, it's not like Hank is blood. Now that Skyler is in on Walt's business and knows he will kill to protect the family and the business, there is no way she will not know it's Walt if and when Hank gets killed. Or even if it's the other way around and Hank kills Walt, what will become the two families? How does Walt and Skyler ever look at Maria again or Hank tell Walt Jr. that I killed your dad? I actually liked the listener speculation from two weeks ago where they said Skyler will have to kill Hank. That would be mm. badass. It would be, yeah. See, I'm, I don't know. I feel like the listeners are pulling punches. The viewers are pulling punches. They're letting Villigan get away with not going full Scarface if, if it comes down to him just killing Hank. Mm. Because in a lot of gangster movies, you'll see uh, the, the top guys killing their own family members to, to preserve their operation, to preserve their safety and freedom. Well, hell, Michael Corley, he exactly. killed his own brother. Exactly. So I wonder if Villigan isn't going to go full out and have him, like, kill Walt Jr. or something. And maybe, you know, Walt will just bold-faced lie to Scholar's face. No, I didn't do it. Yeah. And she'll want to believe him. Although this time he said, I won. So Well, but I think, yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't a, a family member. It is know. amazing how all nonchalant he was about mm. the murder of three people In to his wife. Home. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Ted M says also, uh, or as for Walt not being a good enough actor to sell Jesse his lie about Gus poisoning Brock, there is precedent for that kind of thing. I think at the end of full measure, when Walt switches from pleading to his life to dead eyed killer, once he makes the phone call, do you remember that scene? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. He's like trying to buy time and beg for life. And then as soon as he made the phone call to Jesse, Mm -hmm. He's like, I think your boss is going to want to – you're going to have to – you want to talk to your boss before you kill me. Uh-huh. And totally. So, yeah, I guess he has had some acting chops when he's in full-blown Heisenberg mode. Yeah. When he's in wimpy Walt mode, <laughs> he can't tell a lie to save his life. Uh-huh. Uh, he also wanted to mention comedian Pat Oswalt's Breaking Bad theory that he put out over Twitter last night. Oh, yeah. Walter's Lex Luthor. Gus is Brainiac. Hector is Metallo. And Hank, judging by the color of his shirt last night, is Superman. Jesse's just an average, everyday person caught up in a world of superheroes and supervillains. 
I like it. I, yeah, I don't know that much about Superman, so I don't know the other two characters, but sure, Lex Luthor and Superman. You don't know Brainiac? I don't know nah. who Metallo is, honestly. Oh, never heard of either of them. Um, I guess he's like a metal man. <laughs> that would because stand his name reason. is Metallo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, am I the only one who's all uh, very underawed by the teasers this season? It seemed like almost all of them were very, just straightforward snippets of the main story setting up the rest of the episode instead of being wild creative flashbacks or even music videos like that Heisenberg song in season two. Uh, he's got a point. I mean, there wasn't any like, you know, eyeball floating in a swimming pool mm-hmm. or stuff like that. There was blood floating in the pool for one scene. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. That, but yeah, there wasn't a lot of. You know, balls to wall, very abstract teaser pre-credit sequences this year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Chekhov stuff, though, man. Sulu. Sulu. <laughs> uh, Chris M., I think Saul Goodman sets up the next season when he tells Jesse the FBI are already at your partner's house. It seems to me like this is who the two men are when Walt is in a house. Get out of here, Chris. Those are Gus's goons, <laughs> right? I assume they were Gus's goons, yeah. Maybe the show has me paranoid, yes. But the last scene seemed to be filmed as someone who is watching Walt and Jesse with possible camera clicking sounds. I don't know how they could fight the FBI, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this. We talked about that, week, and yeah. there's a lot of other people saying that they saw that connection, too. So there must mm-hmm. be something to it. Um, did you watch that scene again? What did you think? Uh, I didn't watch it. I didn't listen for the, the clicking. I, I noticed you were over there in the corner li- watching some of that stuff, so... Um, I assume that's what you were doing. I just watched the the rooftop scene where Jesse and him were talking. Okay. Um, he says also, so that's, he says, don't, do not trust the villain. No cliffhanger means there is definitely a cliffhanger. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. You got, you got us there. Sure. Uh, Josh in San Antonio. Hey guys, help clear up a th- few things if you could. How do you think Walt could have gotten Brock to eat the poisonous berries with the limited access he had to the family? Um, does this not prove that Sal- Saul was somehow involved? I would tend to agree that it does because else mm-hmm. you know, and, and the thing is what 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 I got from all of Villigan's interviews and he did a lot this week is that n- none of the writers know how exactly Gus got or Walt got the poison into Brock's hands. So does that mean they didn't even think about it? They were just like I think they said he's got enough time to do something and we're just going to let it hang there, not paint us into ourselves in any corners, hmm, okay. which I find unsatisfying. But I find it hard to hate on them. You and, know? and I think they'll bring it back around next season. You know. Uh, so we just don't have. I mean, the magic eight ball says ask again later. Why would Walt leave evidence of his poisoning with a convenient, easy to read label on his back porch? <laughs> Good point. But the other thing is, he just did all this crap today. Um, it's yeah. I, I think he has time to bag a plant and throw it away. Yeah. So. Uh, who the fuck is buying and selling super poisonous garden plants that are just the right height for dogs and small kids to go rooting around in? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it's not just the berries, but every single part of the plant is highly poisonous. Oh, whoa. He says, Jesus, why not leave a decorative cup full of strychnine with taster spoons around the house? Uh, those be little, that as it may. ice cream spoons? Yeah. Oh, I love those things. Be that as it may, it's a real plant and people do buy and sell them for decoration. It is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. What if you, like, trip and land mouth first on it? It's like having <laughs> that, what's that Little Shop of Horrors plan? Be like having oh, Audrey yeah. in your corner. Yeah. You trip and slip and you're bit in half. Small animals, children, snapping yeah. it all up. Uh, James L., the one thing Walt and Jesse didn't do to finally cover their tracks was to go to Los Polos Hermanos Poyos 
Poyos? Poyos. Poyos Hermanos. And delete all of the video on Gus's laptop of the two of them cooking the lab. That's a smoking gun, and they seem not even to think of it. Uh, I, you're assuming there's recording. Yeah, I don't know that 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 Gus would have recorded that. I think he was just monitoring. But I wonder, because this is obviously like his his drug laptop, right? The one that he uses to like do Wikipedia searches on how much uh, a gram of meth should go for. Okay. Like this is his his computer he doesn't want anybody to find. Uh-huh. So do you think he leaves it at Los Poyos or do you think he takes it with him and hides it I don't or cuz there's got to be other information on there that's oh, incriminating. Yeah. That's true. Maybe paychecks to Walter White for 3 million dollars. <laughs> Pretty incriminating. Uh Levi oh, I guess we, uh, just so you know listeners I'm joking. I know he gets paid in cash. Yeah. Uh, Levi R., uh, I was mildly disappointed that Mike didn't make an appearance in the final episode of the season. Um, I originally thought he'd be the unlikely ally that Saul provi- provided, but Tio is a much better rope-a-dope. That said, I have a prediction. Mike is back already, and he's the one that tipped off Gus that his car was bombed. Uh, I hmm. do not know. And he's got a very long theory that I don't really have time to read about the Los Polos air freshener in a car and it actually being two different cars. Um, and I, like I said, I, I, well, the thing is in that scene, it's very clear that he's walking to his car with the intent to get in uh-huh. and then he stops right. and he doesn't receive any phone calls or anything. So I don't know how anyone could have tipped him off at that point. Um, I think that maybe he calls him before, like on the way from the, uh, what do you call that? The chapel to the, yeah, car. I get that. But it, it doesn't look when he's walking towards his car, he's walking towards it to get in. It, right. It seems very apparent to me. Right. Uh, he goes, for what it's worth, I was not on Walt's side for most of the season. Now he's got some cojones and is willing to do more than just talk. I want to root for him. But since he's <laughs> playing with so many lives, I'm with Aaron and 100% Team Jesse at this point. Yeah, I, get, I can get behind that. Uh, but I still enjoy watching Walt do what he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tori, wondering if you thought any more about the purple theme. Mayor Marie does everything in purple, and she seems to be the most insecure character. Gus was also wearing purple, a purple sports coat when he was blown up. Maybe purple is equivalent to signaling uh or, or as equivalent to the red shirts of star trek <laughs> i think that marie is actually secretly evil yeah you think that's the only the answer yeah she's trying to thwart hank this entire she's the dirty one she's been trying to. she's working for the cartel and gus to suppress <laughs> she's been stealing information because yeah, every hank's single computers. time he goes to talk up you know the, the police work she bitches and throws a fit and tries to rein him in wow that's a theory. Yeah. John from Raleigh says, Gilligan and his team have done it again. Week after week, they skillfully ramp up the drama and stakes. Even better than last year's season cliffhanger. This season, it was a, this year is a season wrap up and Gilligan did it with expensive wrapping paper and a $25 bow. Ooh. <laughs> um, favorite quotes from the night. Gus, this is your last chance to talk to me, Hector. Boy, was he right about that. Uh, Hector and his non-speaking, but just as effective quote to Hank. Um, but the best was when the last by Walter White himself talking to Skyler, I've won. Yeah. That was pretty badass. Uh, the Everbold John P from Portland regarding Walt poisoning Brock. Uh, he said the only way I could accept Walt poisoning Brock is if you give him a non-lethal dose. Not that I would accept, not that I accept this as something Walt had to do, but that wouldn't seem completely out of character. All right. Well, turns out that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So you can still Um, like Walt. It's he goes, but it's still a shady move mm-hmm. regarding Gus, uh, Gus's death. I think it was totally fitting. For one, Jesse referred to his actionator as Terminator type shit earlier in the season. Oh yeah, and his face was obviously very Terminator esque. Awesome. 
Secondly, the introduction of Gus to the Super Lab seemed to be a point in which many people thought the show had gotten away from the realism of the first two seasons. So it seemed fitting to God, for, that Gus die in a non-realistic fashion. Does that make sense? I don't know, man. He said the introduction of Gus in the Super Lab seemed to be a point in which many people thought the show had gotten away from the realism. Okay. Mm. So that he was a break from the gritty realism, you know, and now that eh, gritty yeah. realism died with him. Maybe. Uh, Walt's overall plan. I did like the fact that Walt's plan was very Gus-esque with a twist of chemistry. It perfectly showed Walt being capable of Gus-level manipulation while still bringing his own skill set to the equation. Thoughts after the episode ended. Where the hell does this show go? They killed (laughs) Gus. They burned down the super lab, and obviously the cartel is gone. Walt and Jesse are in the clear and have every opportunity to get out of the business. I don't really see the show pulling a back-to-our-roots kind of arc. At the same time, I really see no believable way for Walt to slip into Gus's role seamlessly either. Um, I also don't see Skyler remaining on board with Walt's decisions or justifying due, due to them needing the money. It just doesn't seem worth it at this point. That's a good point, now that people are being blown up. And yeah. I do, though, think the listeners have come up with a good framework of, you know... Mike and Jesse know where those drops are made, and Mike mm-hmm. knows where the trucks go. He must, since he was traveling on them and helping Gus protect them. So I think they could work it out. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, Jake W., this is a great email, and I'm going to read it in- entirely. Here's my theory about the meaning and significance of the eye in Breaking Bad. I believe this is a reference to the evil eye, a superstition deeply believed in by many cultures. My wife is from Romania, home of the eyebrows. Having... Sp- <laughs> Having socialized I you said verbatim, <laughs> that was oh, he actually is. put that in parentheses. All right, a great email. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Having socialized with Romanians, Russians, and Eastern Europeans over for over 12 years, I've observed that the majority of them have a strong belief in the concept of an evil eye. In short, according to this belief, some people have the ability to curse others by staring at them out of contempt, hatred, or envy. Ooh. While the details of how this works vary from culture to culture, it is widely believed people with light blue or green eyes are the ones with the ability to curse others with the stare. Oh, I've got some blue eyes over here <laughs> staring at you this whole email. Uh, and we had another email from a listener a couple weeks ago where, like, everyone in this freaking show has blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it, is, uh, it is a thought. It is thought that people with the ability to curse can do so knowingly or unknowingly. It is also believed that those who are cursed by the evil eye experience sickness, death, disorientation, and a string of terrible luck or events. Does it say anything about black eyeshadow? Because, God, Skylar could curse the shit out of somebody no. with those eyes, man. Uh, she's cursed with mama jeans. That's <laughs> oh, her boy. That's her curse to bear. We're going back to that. It's the listeners. <laughs> fat Skylar again? No, I said mama jeans. Nothing about her being fat. Uh, uh, okay. Children are thought to be particularly susceptible to receiving the curse, which makes me worry about Walt's daughter. In order to deflect the curse of the evil eye, many people use symbols, uh, colors, or rituals. I've seen lots of Romanians and Eastern Europeans wear necklaces or jewelry that look very similar to the one Gus took from the cartel boss and gave to Tio. I've also seen many people get tattoos of the same-looking eye in order to deflect a curse. Moreover, red is thought to deflect a curse, which is a significant color in Breaking Bad. Uh, Also in bullfights. I've also (laughs) seen some Romanians who thought they were under the curse of the evil eye perform folk rituals to break the curse. For example... I saw one lady take a bowl of water, make the sign of the cross in the water, light three matches, and throw them in the water before taking a sip. Oh, This like came Walt to my does. mind yeah. when I saw Walt lighting matches and throwing them in the pool. Nice. I believe Walt has been the recipient and giver of the evil eye. His envy and anger towards others has resulted in a series of tragic events for others, including himself. Wow. Pretty solid email. Yeah, a lot of 
research obviously went to that and a lot personal of, experience yeah i liked it good uh, email i also like the fact that walt has a literal evil eye from that teddy bear yeah rolling around in his uh dresser drawer uh nick cr uh we've got the lone voice of dissent here he says for now i must say i'm stunned disappointed Villigan took a step up to the plate, took a big swing, and all we got is a whiff of the ball going past and smacking Whoa. into the catcher's mitt. What a pathetic episode. Whoa. The only thing that redeems it was Walt slash Tio forming the alliance and a really cool plan. I think we're being punked. <laughs> if Villigan was trying to play joking us with the whole Gus Terminator Walking Dead thing, he should have gone the whole way and named the episode Half Face Off. <laughs> who told him this? Who sold him on this crummy idea? And Giancarlo Esposito actually agreed to play that idiotic scene? Wow. Yeah. Very harsh. Nick CR is very, very upset. I, I, uh, he also said he, Mr. Gilligan answered questions, but left so many open. And he talked about all the, you know, questions and the problems that we had with it. Sure. Sure. Uh, Vince Gilligan always says his audience is smart. Why did he treat us like fools? He's not going to answer every question in the series right there. Is he? Cause he, we've got two more seasons to go. So no, I mean, of course he's going to leave some, questions. but I think this is a very good representation of some disappointment to others felt like Jason Whitlock went on a tear after he saw this uh did he yeah i mean he just was irate especially because he's got this axe to grind that people are comparing it to the wire which he pisses him off yeah yeah i wish i had time to talk about that argument but i can already tell by that we're not going to yeah anyway we'll get to it in the wrap-up next week so well i hope they do better for your next this is just so you know nick this is how i exactly how i felt after season two and mm-hmm. i'm glad i stuck with the show because season three and four overall have been amazing lesson stick with the show um, trust the Villigan until you don't. <laughs> Ryan R., I want to know why Walt and Jesse didn't make another batch before burning down the lab. That's a few hundred grand for each of them, isn't it? I thought Good that's point. what they were going to do when he says we've got work to do. Yeah, they really should have. I thought they were going to bake a batch and then burn it down. But I guess time is of the essence. They didn't know how many Gus's guys would be swarming down to the lab to check on things. So Yeah, I, I don't know if this email is in the list there but there was another listener who wrote in and said hey they should go get all the money from the drops that jesse knows about yeah D- and well, they, they might sense. still do that and they also yeah. i think they should have taken a couple barrels of that one chemical whatever the, the replacement for the pseudoephedrine was yeah can't remember the name of it i can't either uh daniel b wrote us uh I was hoping for full-on Heisenberg, but when the secretary tried to shake him down, I thought an old-school Heisenberg would pull out his thirty-eight. I put a <laughs> barrel imprint on her temple rather than scurry for more cash. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. that would have been awesome if he'd been like, oh, yeah, well, how about this? Click, you know? <laughs> Fires the empty chamber. Right. Just click. Uh, no, right. I meant like, click, yeah, like pull the you. hammer back, idiot. Pow. <laughs> the pow is the proper sound effect there. Well, I don't know if he just shoots her right in the face because he still needs a phone number. But maybe a, maybe a sprawling. Sprawling. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I don't see any way they can retrofit the car wash barn to accommodate a super lab. It would have to be on a camper scale that didn't require utility upgrades and mass storage. Bring back the RV. Yeah. Yeah, bring back the RV. I'd love to see them cooking in another RV. Upscale Winnebago. Well, I mean, they've, they have a history of taking people in shitty cars and putting them into shittier cars right yeah so let's do that let's take the shitty meth lab and put them into a shittier one it's gonna be like a pop-up camper now yeah yeah like like he's cooking out of the back of an aztec in the camping thing (laughs) like we talked about the full camping package yeah all right um kevin f did someone from the dea alert gus or someone from the home that hector went to see the dea if gus had people watching the home why didn't they see walt there 
If it was someone inside the DEA, why didn't they tell Gus that Hector didn't give them any information? Hmm. That's a that's a Mercurt. That's a solid point in the perhaps there isn't anyone dirty at the DEA. Marie wouldn't know though. Mm. Mm. Marie works for the cartel. Yeah. So well, she she's the one who's been feeding Gus information. Like there you, you said. go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I thought the DEA tried to call. But since she's working for the cartel, she intercepted oh. it and just pocketed the information. Yeah, and just hung up on him. <clears throat> um, okay. Winter writes us from California, and she laments the fact that Colts keep getting their asses kicked and that she can't deal with this. I'm with you. Suck right. for I'm on suck for luck right now. I don't, I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> uh, I'll show you. Uh, anyway, I think it's safe to say that Walt is full on Heisenberg now. Did you know that Heisenberg, the real Heisenberg of the uncertainty principle, died of cancer too? I'm not sure of that fact. Uh, well, Wikipedia says it's a fact. He right died now, of kidney well, and gallbladder cancer. See, we didn't know. He could have not died of cancer or died of cancer. And until you looked up on Wikipedia, both things could have been true. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's a long way That's to go. That's an elaborate for a joke. joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anyways, I didn't know that. I did not know that. How did I not know that? That he picked the name of a physicist that died of cancer to be his alter ego. Because you don't know anything about physics, apparently. And also, <laughs> how does Hank not know? I mean, that seems like that's going to be a big red flag for Hank to pick mm, up on eventually. The cancer, yeah. Um, Hank gets closer and closer. Uh, she goes, this is her predictions for next year. Hank gets closer and closer to figuring out the new drug kingpin by overanalyzing things like energy usage. Mm-hmm. He suspects someone was using the car wash to produce meth. Um, Walt initially installs security systems everywhere like Gus, sees Hank has been snooping and can't decide whether to kill him or not, and then does. Ooh. Andrew begins to suspect what's going on in Jesse's life, still being confused about the ricin business, intercepts a message from Walt. Walt realizes she knows about their meth business and uses his newly crafted network of goons to have her disappear. Damn, Winter. Yeah. You got Hank being the... A ghoul. Yeah, pretty uh, dark stuff. <laughs> Skylar suspects Walt of killing Hank and leaves him, taking Holly Junior, uh, uh, Holly and Junior with him, and Walt tracks her down and murders her brutally. No. <laughs> Good Lord. He didn't say that. Winter, shame on you. <laughs> but she's going to take Holly with her, but Junior refuses to go and remains on Walt's side and eventually becomes part of the meth business. Jesse wants to leave the meth business to pursue a better life, but Walt has become too depending on having a partner. At this point, Skylar has left him, and he's all alone. A new female drug kingpin outsmarts him by seducing Jesse onto her side. Yeah, Jesse somehow finds out about Jane and Brock, tells Jesse, and drives Jesse mad. Jesse will kill Walt. I like the idea of a female drug drug. I do too. There's not enough. There's not enough awesome women in this show. And there's. Have you ever seen a female drug kingpin other than Columbia? I mean, we know all about that. What's her name? I can't mm. think of it. I don't know what you're talking uh, like about. Like controlled half of freaking Florida when there was crazy cocaine life? wars. Yeah, yeah. I'm ignorant of the drug culture, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, okay. Uh, but we don't see that on TV or movies very often at all. No, right. It's if very, ever. I can't think of anybody. Very stereotypically male profession. Yeah. Popular. Yeah. Um, Maybe Skylar will end up being a drug kingpin. That'd be cool. That would be cool. With her mama jeans, yeah, yeah. No one would suspect. Hank would never catch bulging with a you know big roll of cash. Yep. Uh, Evan K. In the last scene where Jesse and Walter on the roof, there's a shot from the dark room. You can hear breathing. I'm sure it's breathing. 
So he's he's seeing people's uh, shutterbug and raising them heavy breathing. Wow. So apparently there is just <gasps> Yeah, does it sound anything <gasps> like click, this? <gasps> you know, coming from that thing. I don't know. That's disturbing. Um <laughs> on a non-breaking bad note, I'd love to hear you guys thoughts on the new show coming to AMC, Hail Hail on Wheels. <laughs> Hail on Wheels. It's a um, story of trashed umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of excited about it. I'm pretty excited. The the you just want to jump into the podcast, and I'm like, I don't know. It's a, it's a ten episode run, man. It's ten weeks of your life. While we're doing Walking Dead, yeah, Walking Dead will wrap up soon. Isn't Walking Dead only six episodes? So it'd be like two episodes that I we have was, to. I thought it was a full thirteen episode season. No? I thought it was it was two chunks of six. Oh, like split season. Oh well, I might be willing to do that then. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely interested. The in thing it. The is, previews is they've shown Seppenwall cool. and Feinberg say it kind of sucks, and that's uh, what I'm worried about. It still needs a podcast. <laughs> Just to make fun of it. <laughs> sure, why not? <clears throat> uh, Stacy H. says, Do you guys think there will be a significant time jump before season four and five? I'm saying maybe a year or so. That will allow Hank time to heal and Mike also time to heal. Mm. The show's done it before. Jumped a huge, like, you know, between, not between seasons, but when Walt had his lung surgery, his lung, uh, lung lo- lobe removed. Yeah, it jumped. It jumped like a couple weeks or. Yeah, a couple, yeah. I think it was a couple months to the recovery oh, hmm. when uh, Skyler left him. So I don't know. There's precedent for it. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, we need to keep moving on. There's so much stuff to read. Yeah. Um, Jill T says, I think that Walt will be under a lot of suspicion by the DEA next year. The death of Hector and Gus will have to be investigated. It's obvious that Hector could not have acted alone in putting the bomb on his chair. Mm-hmm. When investigators act, if he had any visitors, Walt's name will come up, or at least his description. Yep, that's yeah. another. Did he have to sign in on hook. some list to CTO? Oh, I hope not. At the desk, he probably did. Do you think? Although so? he kind of, it looked like he kind of snuck in. Yeah. Um, when they were playing bingo, and he just walked in right. behind everybody. The classic bingo sneaking. Yeah. In. Uh-huh. Um, Alex C. Uh, be it to higher ups and magical electromotives or Gus connections with Chili, there will be equivalent of a force of nature for Walt and Jesse to reckon with next season. That's the reason Don Eladio is afraid to kill Jess or Gus. He knew who he is and what his connections are mm-hmm. and what kind of hell his death would rain down upon the cartel. So if the cartel feared Gus's connections, Walt and Jesse certainly should. Yep. yep absolutely. Uh, we're all worried about that too. I still think there'll be significance in seeing Mike's granddaughter at the end of season three. Earlier in season five, I mm. see Mike teaming up with Walt and Jesse. But once there's the Brock and possibly Jane reveal, Mike will certainly side with Jesse. So, yeah, I would think so. Uh, Kenan L. Hector asked for Hank because that would play most on Gus's worries. If he just saw Hector there, they may think that he was merely called in. Their real worry is Hank. Uh, mm. And Bobby Z elaborates and says. Um, by having Hank come down to the office, he ensured that Gus's goons would see him because Walt must have assumed that Gus had eyes on Hank's home, so he followed to he was followed to the DEA office. That's mm, actually yeah. a very good reason. Yeah, because definitely. yeah, I'm sure Tuvok and someone had that whole you know house area watched. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Man, he's got a lot of predictions. I'm going to try to read most of them. Uh, he thinks the ending will include uh, Walt's cancer coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt's going to try to keep – he's going to be bedridden and near death. He's going to try to come clean with all the bad shit he's done to Jesse. It'll be Walt's attempt at redemption, and he'll tell Jesse that he understands he wants to kill him and tell him to go ahead and do it. 
but Jesse will consider doing it and be obviously crushed, uh, perhaps even starting to smother Walt's face for a short time, <laughs> like the cuckoo's nest. But Jesse will not be able to go through with it because he will not let Walt manipulate him one last time. He will let Walt die the slow, undignified death and probably deliver a kick-ass speech. Uh, the ending will provide a shitty uh, end of life for Walt and a final final moment of strength for Jesse. And Jesse's jaw will distort like you would not believe. Uh, I think Jesse like a Pentagon. I think Jesse's going to end up reading about what happened to Jane and Brock in Skyler's novel, Skyler's biography of Walt. Okay. That's that's part of my predictions. Got so to, I have keep to go with it. Moving, I'm running out of time. <laughs> All right, go, um, go. Aaron T elaborates on the car wash theory, saying that my thought. Uh, he says the distribution can happen like this: when a car goes through the car wash, you can't see it because of the big spinning brushes. Mm-hmm. So that's when they would load a shipment in the trunk or in a box car or something like that. A car wash uses chemicals. So shipments of chemicals to and from the wash hmm. wouldn't raise suspicion. I've got this hilarious visual of Walt and Jesse walking in in their giant bunny suits, you know, their their chemical protection uh-huh. suits while the brushes are going around yeah. them and the foam spraying everywhere and they're loading meth into a trunk. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But you could, like, totally have, like, some kind of magnetic box that you would, you know, as the car drive over, would clunk up to. Mm-hmm. And then they drive off and make their shipment. Um, Justin M. wonders, what in the hell is with all the hatchbacks? It seems like it's the car de jour. <laughs> Is some sort of wagon, Walt's Aztec, uh, Pinkman's uh, Civic. It's actually a Tercel. Skyler's Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee's, uh, Gus's Volvo, Junior's PT Cruiser, and now Walt's new Toyota is a hatchback. Ugh. There's an overload of hatchbacks in the series. Is there a message or theme here that I'm missing? Are they just that common? Or is this a throwback to the Constanoga wagons of the Old West? I think you answered your own question there, Justin. Yeah, that's a good theory. My theory... Wagons ho is that it's actually just the most pathetic feature you can put on a car. So I like they're the, doing it. I like the circle the wagons motif too. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he also has other low sins, eyebrows, and the actual EPA. Mm-hmm. Once eyebrows calls the EPA to follow up on his suspected charges, they let him know that they had no open matters related to his car wash, or they'll come down on the new car wash for real, or maybe this he didn't come up with this, or maybe discovered the the, the drug lab. Yeah, it's a drug lab there. Uh, he said, you also never picked up on Hank wearing orange the last half of season four. Surprising since you spend a lot of time on color analysis. Well, that was the thing. We spent a lot of time on it, and I figured, eh, it's not really worth mentioning every time he's wearing orange. You know? Okay, but why do you think he's wearing orange? Uh, I feel like they've said this before, but I don't know. It's the typical color of a hunter. International orange. Hmm. That's what they wear when they're hunting. Okay. That's br- that's That's yeah. all... Um, Justin M., and that is brilliant. I never made that connection. Hmm, cool. Um, he thinks purple is Gus's death color because he always dressed in mm. purple when he killed someone or was killed himself, yeah. as well as Marie's favorite decorating color. Not sure if there's significance or just mere coincidence there. Uh, Karen B. says uh, she just want to make clear that it wasn't that she didn't want Walt to have turned into Heisenberg or get to poison Jesse. She just wanted to be convinced that given the glaring issues that stood out with Jesse's vision of how it went down, they didn't make a case for the logistics of the thing, although maybe they will next season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, same, same, same deer that uh, I had the same problem there. Um, Steve from Cleveland has a very long thing about Christ imagery that I really want to read, <laughs> but I'm running out of time. Um, he says, as is often discussed in your podcast, Jesse's become the moral compass of the show. The so-called Christ figure typically found in morality stories. 
Um, so we noticed about his Christ symbol. We talked about that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, uh, Jesse has the standard hallmarks of the cinematic Christ figure. He's around 30 years old. I don't think he's that old. Um, but we'll roll yeah, with it. Yeah, I thought he was slightly younger. He never really lies. Uh, he has a girlfriend with a sketchy past, has bright blue eyes, is good with children, is rebellious, has problems with authority, but still lives by a moral code, etc. Uh, second, Walt is a so-called everyman who upsets the gods by rationalizing his immoral behavior, putting his pride and intellect above morality. Third, this season four has seen Jesse's 40 days and 40 nights in the desert where he was tempted by the devil. Gus literally took Jesse to the desert away from the everyman and tempted him to reject his moral code to turn hmm. on him. Jesse, of course, resisted the temptation and ultimately helped Walt to defeat this iteration of the devil. Even if Jesse didn't understand why, he knew it was the right thing to do. Uh, now, having established his baseline, my prediction of how season five will fo- unfold. By the way, that's fantastic. I love it, Steve from Cleveland. It is. Also, Jesse's name is one letter off from Jesus. It means it's actually Romanian for Jesus. Is it? No. no. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Get out of here. Walt will ultimately have to decide whether he is truly remorseful for what he's done throughout the series. Jesse will be forced to decide whether he accepts or forgives Walt. This will depend on whether or not uh, Walt is truly remorseful. If Walt remains proud and tries to rationalize behavior, Jesse will not accept it. I believe this will all unfold as Walt is dying from cancer, alone because his family's abandoned him. If Walt doesn't earn Jesse's forgiveness, he dies slowly and alone, and there's no fate worse than being rejected by God. A lot of people want him to die alone and slowly. Uh, this, of course, leaves us without the ultimate shootout between Walt and Jesse. But like you guys alluded to in your podcast, I also don't believe Jesse's character is destined for an all-out war. This series is about what happens to Walt's soul, for lack of a better term, and his relationship with Jesse will ultimately decide that. Hmm. Yeah. Or Jesse might just shoot him in the face. This is the last line in the email. There's that too, yeah. Uh, Jay from the Nattercast said, you brought up the question about Hank connecting Jesse to Walter being a loose end. Um, This has been for several seasons. When Walter has his feud state and disappears, Hank questions Mrs. Pinkman as part of the investigation Mm -hmm. into Walter's uh, whereabouts. Skyler clearly gave uh, Hank the Pinkman lead, and that investigation led directly to Tuco, which he found gut shot and leaning against Pinkman's car. So Hank and Walt, the chemistry teacher, or uh, in charge of the missing chemistry supplies, associating with Hank, uh, Jesse Pinkman, whose car ends up in the possession of a cartel gangster, it seems to me that even accounting for Hank's PTSD and wound, post-wound depression, that he's eventually going to wonder just how close Walter is to Pinkman. Also, didn't doesn't Hank know that Pinkman was Walt's dealer, quote unquote? Yeah, so marijuana. Anyway. Yeah, there's that there's that connection too. Yeah, the only reason that Hank hasn't pursued this yet is because he's afraid of what's going to happen. Because he he basically Jesse said he was going to ruin him, uh-huh. uh huh. And Hank just doesn't want to go near him right now. But I think the events will unfold to where he has to. Um, so Shep writes in, it seems Andrea forgave Jesse. Do you think he fed her a line about learning of ricin from house or discovery channel? Is it clear that Andrea (laughs) has forgiven Jesse? Well, she definitely talked to him on the phone at least because when they're up on the rooftop, um, he knows about Brock. So he's either gone to the hospital and they've let him in and talked to him or she's talked to him, but I don't know if she's actually forgiven him. She's probably just talked to him. Uh, he also recommends for you guys and the listeners looking for a Giancarlo Esposito fix. There's a little-known movie called Fresh from 94, which he plays a scummy drug dealer, and he highly recommends it. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, Anonymous. I also saw him in Ali. Uh, really? Long ago. Yeah. Huh. Anonymous, who does not forgive and does not forget, heard your podcast on Face Off and loved it. 
Uh, I have a friend who is a friend of Giancarlo Esposito, and he's telling me that he will be there when Breaking Bad starts shooting again. When he asked John, Giancarlo how that could be since his character is dead, his only reply was, I'll be back. <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, because I'm a Terminator and he didn't die. Um, uh, no, it's obviously a flashback, right? Oh, I would obvious. think so. I would it think it'd have to be. be. Uh, Diamond Rattler says, I'm with Aaron and I am now on Team Jesse. But I can understand why Walt did what he had to do this past season. Is he a terrible person for poisoning Brock and an all-around bad guy? Yes. But you have to understand he only that the only uh, that he only did that because his entire family was threatened to be killed. You have to ask yourself what you would do in that situation. Um, I'm going to ask myself, Diamond Rattler, Aaron, <laughs> what would you do in that situation? Well, Aaron, I think I would go to the cops and make sure my kids were safe instead of half-assing, mm-hmm. blowing shit up. That's what I think I would do. Awesome. But I'm not Heisenberg, and I don't have cancer, and I'm more of a pussy than Walt, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, Drex says, have you guys thought about the remaining people in Gus's Enterprise? Not just the big ones, or the ones we, uh, but the ones we know, know about. Yeah, like ah. the two guys searching Walt's house. Or the guy that waited for him in the car at the Casa T. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, he says he thinks that Mike might even work for Madrigal instead of Gus only because he has the military background, became a cop, got disillusioned because of the half-measure incident, worked overseas for a private company, and was so awesome that Madrigal hired him exclusive. That's a lot of speculation. We don't know half of that stuff, right? That is a lot of speculation. Okay. I just want to make sure, because sometimes I forget things fuzzy, but I I don't remember him having overseas jobs and even having an explicit military background. No, I think these are his predictions. Predictions, yeah. okay. Uh, there has to be a Hank No situation soon, or they're getting close to jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank might already know for all I don't know. know, man, because I think the way this un- last scene unfolded, that Hank is back off the scent. Because I don't think there's any possible way he could suspect Walter capable of doing <laughs> that crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're but, right. yeah, if there's one little bit more suspicion, it's got to unravel pretty quick, or you're right. It was going to be, you know, jumping sharks all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy H. says, regarding the scene where Skyler takes a call from Walt, as soon as he answers with Walt, Junior looks over and says, tell Dad to turn on the TV, and then, you know, actually make a note of what time it is, edit this part out, because this is not worth reading. Okay. <laughs> Um, Nancy H says it looks like all the DEA agent guards abandoned their posts to gather the Schrader living room, gather in the Schrader living room to watch the news. Mm-hmm. This is not a great time to put the bomb, or this is a great time to put the <laughs> bomb under Hank's car to snipe him in the back with all those big old windows behind them. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe there's a lot more on the outside still waiting. Mm, probably. So uh, she says, I want to purchase the first season of Walking Dead using your Amazon storefront notch. Oh, thanks for that. So I can be up to date for season two. I need something to replace Breaking Bad. And I listen to you two recap the phone book. You're so hilarious and entertaining. What? <laughs> well, she gets confused from turns some out cast. next week we're starting a new podcast. That's right. The phone book recap. Right. With and, Jim and A-Rod. And honestly, I don't think you would miss anything by just starting right into season two of Walking Dead. Definitely, yeah. Definitely I, um, watch the first season to catch up on things. But the way they left things off, I really don't think there's a whole hell of a lot to. And from what I hear, the tone is slightly different as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite as grim as season one was. 
Uh, Conrad Deason has in some fan art, which we're going to link to the show notes. Um, it's a picture of Heisenberg on the rooftop with the binoculars, where he's looking very Dr. Robotnik-esque, <laughs> okay. if you're a Sonic fan. Um, some nice yellow teeth. Yeah. Carrie W. says, maybe I just became a fan of Jesse and Mike's pairing through season four, which might also have to do with my gradual dislike of Walt. But I think next season, mm-hmm. when Mike will, can, will investigate Gus's murder and discover that Walt poisoned Brock, Feeling sympathetic will tell Jesse and Mike, motivated by revenge for Gus, will help Jesse get revenge on Walt. Uh, also, do you think what do you think Jesse will do if he, uh, when he finds out Walt let Jane die? Uh, Flip out. Very bad things. Yes. <laughs> or he might forgive freak. him in a very Christ-like manner. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Lonnie H., uh, some hypothesizing regarding Walt's bomb in 413. Perhaps the reason Hector had to ring the bell so many times was by design. When he's testing the detonator in the kitchen, he also clicked it several times, perhaps requiring several clicks or even a specific number of clicks was a safety device. So he couldn't accidentally detonate it? Yeah, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> like the same reason James Bond has to click his pin three times to get it to explode? Right, right. <laughs> um... She says, also, keep up the awesome work. I'm glad to hear you got your deck painted. Since we were, she goes, see, one shit given by a listener. I, I challenge the listeners that no one gave two shits. Yeah. So I got one shit. Yeah. I, was, I, was two, I was one shit shy of my shit goal. But thank you, Lonnie H. I appreciate that. Uh, Arjun says, um, I've been reading some things about how Villigan doesn't have the balls to kill off a major character and how many people think that Hank, Skyler, or even Walt Jr., might be killed off before the end of the series, but I think it would be better for them to kill off Marie, not just because I hate her, but also <laughs> because it would be even more motivation for Hank to find out who really runs shit in the ABQ. What? That would definitely... Because, hmm. boy, there's one thing that gets Hank rip-roar, and that's threatening Marie. Yeah, we saw that. Um, hmm. Ah, man, that'd be horrible for Hank. Horrible. The guy's been through so much already. The final email is something uh, with th- for... Food for the thought for the future. Uh, Joe, who was the helpful redditor who transcribed the Breaking Bad Insider podcast I linked to in the news, because uh, I would like for you guys to address the major leaks, uh, the story of what happened, their impact on the fans, the possible motivation for doing it, advice for how to avoid it, etc. Uh, so what he's talking about is on 4chan, and then it got repeated on Reddit, some guy that claimed to be working on the post-production of Breaking Bad released the photo of Giancarlo Esposito with his face blown off, mm-hmm. j- adjusting his tie. Like three weeks early. And then about two weeks before that, um, they actually leaked a very detailed, like a page, Microsoft Word page-sized breakdown of exactly what happens in the episode. Wow. Every plot twist, every detail, snippets of dialogue. Um, hmm. He says, I didn't really mean to spoil the show. I avoided everything marked as spoilers, but the leaks found their way into other threads anyway. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this, but I really thought it was surprising and disappointing that someone could do this and would be able to do this. Um, thanks again for mentioning my Reddit thread about the official podcast and see you guys for next season. Although I might have to avoid your site and podcast because now I'm worried about more spoilers. Well, here's the deal. Huh. I think that's despicable too. And our official policy, Joe, is that we only discuss spoilers after this music on the spoiler cast. Yeah. And I will never link to anything remotely spoilers in the news section, which I don't even think I'm doing without saying spoiler without saying this is definitely a spoiler. Do not click here unless you want to be spoiled. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you're safe with us. If you've got the willpower to shut it off at the music, 
Yeah. But as someone who was spoiled, I also have to say that I still like the episode. And there's actually research um, that we've read because we had on our other podcast. We talked about this. There's it's scientific evidence to suggest that being spoiled for something actually increases your potential enjoyment of fiction material instead of re, uh, reducing it. Yeah. So I don't know how much you buy in on that. But, yes, I was disappointed. I tried to stay spoiler-free. We try to not spoil the listeners, and our official editorial policy is we're not going to post anything on Facebook or Twitter or our site or on the podcast that has not already aired. Yeah, if it has aired, you're going to get spoiled if you come to our Twitter or Facebook. If you don't watch popular dramas that rely on you know plot twists and stuff live with the rest of the country uh-huh. you really got to stay the hell off the internet you do yeah until you can't you, go to the subreddit for it until you watch you can't get on twitter uh-huh. you can't get on facebook i try because I, I slipped a very minor spoiler mm. uh right after the show aired in on a facebook thread and i got chastised for it so now I'm trying to keep spoilers out of the Facebook because it's hard to – you know, if you're on Facebook, it's hard to avoid something jumping out in your feed from Breaking Good saying, yeah. oh, my God, you know. So I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about that. But mm-hmm. if you guys got any other advice on how you'd like us to handle it, but I think we do a pretty good job of separating, um, you know, just – Spoilers from the non-spoilers. Spoilers from the yeah. non-spoilers, Keeping right. them quarantined in their own sections. Although there's – that's the other problem is once the spoilers get out there, people start – like I was very conscious of people emailing us predictions. They're a little mm-hmm. too much on the nose because I'm thinking you probably saw that on Reddit because hmm. I knew the spoilers, and I'm not going to read yeah. basically a plot description of the finale – <laughs> you know um, yeah sure so that's that's just how i that's how i roll on that but you're not i mean isn't that what we're supposed to do in the spoiler section oh you, if we'd have got but we didn't do a spoiler section on the last one yeah, yeah. i asked you if we wanted to because I, I did have not. some doozies i would no, no, i would have been pissed if all I, right if i found that out yeah next year i'm gonna rub it in your face <laughs> yeah so all right that's cool. all i got awesome well this was i i think a good episode i hope the listeners appreciate it because i mean this is the second episode of the week uh we couldn't Third. do it the first time uh, yeah true we did the instant review cast wow uh yeah i mean we're just trying to keep up to date on your guys feedback and we've gotten so much of it and thank you for that that's awesome but man it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to get this stuff put together mm-hmm. and then and then we don't have time for the regular stuff when the episode is as good as it was you know right so yeah um join us next week we're gonna be doing the wrap-up uh, of season four for breaking bad our thoughts um if you have any thoughts on the season as a whole send them in and we'll try to get them included on that show we're going to get the um yes that and also for the next project we're going to get the facebook site up for the watching dead mm-hmm. uh we've got the twitter i think going at watch dead yeah uh always go to baldmove.com if you want to make sure you stay up to date with uh, our latest projects uh, it's at watching dead i'm sorry i got the break good thing going <laughs> <laughs> at watch dead at watch that get at, them both at watching dead all right um anything else uh d- do you want to tell them where they can currently find us for one more week uh yeah if you want to send in for the finale uh breaking good at baldmove.com uh facebook.com slash ball uh breaking good twitter at break good yep and uh get ready help it to help us out with uh itunes reviews for the walking dead podcast and facebook likes so we can get our official yeah. Twitter or Facebook.com slash Walking Dead. Yeah, that'd be nice. So you don't have to continually go click on links. And again, thanks so much for everyone listening to us this season. Uh, we've been overwhelmed and so happy to get your support and the email. Yeah. 
and the tweets and the Facebook likes and the positive reviews and you guys helping us out on Amazon, paying the bandwidth. It's been extremely uh, well appreciated. How much longer are we going to fillet the listeners? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I got it. That's it. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for the wrap-up. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Good night.